And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Husker and College Football Hall of Famer, a three-time Super Bowl uh, man and uh, one championship with the Rams. We say hi to Husker legend Grant Wistrom with us. Grant, what's good, man? It's uh, early February. I can't complain. How are you doing down south? Doing good, man. I got to uh, wear a short sleeve t shirt to work today. So uh, anytime you can do that in southwest Missouri in February, you're, uh, you're living right. So do you go with the, the Schmedium to, to, to gun show it, or is it just a normal short sleeve shirt? Normal short sleeve. I mean, I'm, I got an XL on right now. I, you know, I don't need to advertise. I, I'm a taken man. I don't need to put it out there. <laughs> well, my follow-up question was going to be, that do you do the crop top to show off the six-pack? But I guess we've already, we've already established that's a no. Yeah, no, no. You know what? It, it's hard enough keeping them off of me. So, uh, like I said, I just I try to cover up as much as I can. Uh, Grant, it's eighty degrees. Yeah, I don't need a crowd, right? I mean, that's, yep, that's just yep, it. Yep. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm interested to get your take on on this year's Super Bowl matchup. You're always really kind to us to jump on uh, this time of year and talk Super Bowl. Let's let's get into this uh, to start off and. I know you follow the Chiefs, and, and I know you, you kind of keep an eye on the Niners and just what they've been doing uh, for a number of years. Another trip for San Fran back. What do you like about this showdown Sunday? Uh, you know, I think it's two really good football teams. I think it's the two teams that deserve to be in the Super Bowl uh, and expecting a heck of a game. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't think you can bet against Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's a smart bet. People have been trying with the whole, well, road record, and, you know, it's a, it's a different Chiefs team. But, Grant, they've really kind of reinvented. When I look at last year's team, they were explosive, yes, but they were able to, to go on some six, seven, eight-minute drives. I mean, they, they were ball control when they wanted to be. Uh, they've adapted well without Hill in the offense. I know that's been two years ago, but you know what? They don't have the enemy dialing up plays. They still got, you know, Big Red Andy uh, doing his thing, but it's been about the defense, and I know you, you've been watching their defense this year. Yeah, and, you know, and I think that's why his road record is, you know, through the playoffs has been dang good this year. Um Defense is playing great. You know, they've gone into two tough environments, played really well, uh, and that's where you got to be at this point in the season. I mean, very rarely are you just going to go out, you know, everybody knows defense wins championships, and very rarely are you just going to go out there and outscore somebody. Uh, so with the way that their defense is playing, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes is magic in the playoffs. Um, you know, I saw some crazy stat on ESPN the other day. Where his playoff record is fourteen and three, which would have been the best in the NFL this year, you know, if he were his own team, and that's against playoff defenses. And then you also he also would have led the league in like three big statistical categories. I don't remember against playoff defenses in the playoffs. You know, that's what he does. So you put that defense with him, you know, but pulling the trigger on things, it's going to be tough. It's in San Francisco is a heck of a team. I mean, they are a great team. They are loaded offensive and defensively, but just, you know, in big games, there are guys that get it done. And Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. 
what's great about Mahomes is, is he'll make the spectacular play. He'll scramble for a first down. Grant, he takes care of the football, and, and, and that's supposed to be obvious, but so many quarterbacks have a, a key or costly turnover or a back fumbles or a wideout gets stripped. And and that, to me, is what's remarkable is his interception number, his fumble number. I mean, I think it's still at zero if, if memory serves for this playoff run. And he's so good at taking care of the football. Yeah, and, you know, I think earlier this season, if my memory serves correct, you know, he, he did have some turnovers at the end of games that cost him maybe a game or two. Um, but they, they've just cleaned it up. Everything that they did to lose games early in the season – was self-defeating, lining up offside, you know, just dumb stuff that cost them football games. And they had the talent in the room. They had the mentality. They had the, the veteran leadership. It's just a matter of time before you stop making stupid mistakes and you've still got this great football team in place with playoff experience that knows how to win late in the season. It's Grant Wistrom with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, and Grant, for as great as Patrick Mahomes has been, you always have the, the one trump card as a defense that can usually take a quarterback out of rhythm. That's the pass rush. And I want to dive into the 49ers pass rush and, and how they could get to Mahomes because you have a, a list of guys, all fantastic pass rushers, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Kinlaw, Randy Gregory. They just have an assortment of pass rushers that can get after Mahomes. Do you think that could be the difference for the 49ers if they do get it done against the Chiefs? Is that pass rush getting to Mahomes and making him unco- uncomfortable? Yeah, I think they need to get to him with four guys. I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes, I think, is really good about reading the blitz and getting to the hot route, getting rid of the ball, evading the rush, buying time. So, you know, you're right. If they do have a chance, it is going to start up front with the 49ers and just not only, you know, getting him off the spot, making him uncomfortable, but keeping him in the pocket. I mean, that's so much, so much a part of your pass rush, your mindset is when you're Playing a guy like that that's mobile that gets out of the pocket that buys time is keeping him in the pocket. You know, you can't rush out of control. You got to keep your lane, you know, gap, gap integrity. Um, so, yeah, if they can go out and do that, and the Chiefs have played a lot of good defenses through the playoffs, and they've, you know, people have thrown stuff at them and they've handled it. But if the Niners can do that, get after them with four guys, you know, that's going to be one of the keys to victory for them. Grant Wistrom's with us, Sale Varsity Radio, talking Super Bowl. You can find Grant on Twitter, at Grant Wistrom. So, Grant, uh, you guys had a nice combination with your Super Bowl championship team in 99. Your, your defense was really good, getting, getting after the quarterback. I, I just remember so many of those open field tackles against Tennessee that were critical and that Tennessee team was good with Yak uh, all season long. But your offense, man, greatest show on turf. Tell me a little bit about that team and, you know, both sides of the football, how you complemented one another. Well, like if you meant compliment is like 80% of one side of the ball does most of the work and we compliment with our 20 on defense, then, yes, we complimented each other very well. Uh, I mean – when it's 35 to nothing, eight, ten minutes into a football game, it makes it really easy to get sacks. You know, uh, we had a defense that was good, but not nearly on level with our offense. And just that offense was just so ridiculous about putting points on the board that, um, you know, 
if teams didn't slow them down, they were just going to speedboat them. And uh, it's really easy to play defense when you know they're only going to throw the football. Did you have a good feeling about that team? I know it was going into your second year, and I know the Trent Green, Kurt Warner situation's been well documented, but did you have an idea that, all right, if Kurt's able to to get settled, and and he was phenomenal, but did you have any idea that, okay, you, you could go beyond a playoff run? No, you know, you know, Smitty, it being my second year in the NFL, I had no idea what it took. And even when you think you've got that team, there are just so many variables that go into a season that it can be taken away from, you know, it's a snap of a finger if the wrong person goes down. So to say that, you know, especially with Trent going down and just a quarterback that I don't even know if he'd thrown 10, you know, 10 passes in his career at that point. You know, there's in a regular season game, Kurt. You know, there's no way to, to that I would have had any thought that we would have had that run that we had. How calming was was Coach Vermeil? He'd been there, but a lot of you guys hadn't. Yeah, you know, we were a really young team. Um, shoot, I don't know if we might have had a handful of guys that played for other Super Bowl teams, but not very many. Um, and and you know. The majority of it was a part of a Rams organization that had been the losing its team in the past decade in the NFL. You know, it wasn't like there was a complete roster turnover from year one to year two for me. So it was, you know, he, you know, Coach Ramiels, he said, you know, going into training, it was crazy. My first training camp, I'm sending in uh, the uh, cafeteria line, and one of the NFL films guys was standing next to me, and he's like, do you guys practice like this every day? And I'm like, I don't know. It was like day two of like the first, the many, you know, the rookies coming in. I'm like, I don't know. This, I'm a rookie, and I, this is all I know. I'm like, how's it compared to other places? And he's like, we've never seen anything like this. You know, just the level that he just just beat us down and broke us down. Um, but going into year two, I mean, he actually said that at training camp. He's like, I have been working towards this season. You know, the entire time I've been here, I've been breaking you guys down. I've been weeding out the people that I don't want to be here, that don't want to do it the right way. And he's like, Coach Vermeil had, I mean, even in training camp, you know, that he called it. That was his blueprint. So um, him just having that steady, and then Coach Vermeil wasn't always steady. You know, the guy can be very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, he always had our backs. You knew he loved you as a player. I love Coach Vermeil this day. I put him up there with Coach Osborne. And, I don't think there's very many guys in the NFL that could say that about their head coach, that they, they, that they love him. And I love Coach Vermeil because I knew he cared me about, about me more as a player than a, more as a person than a player, just like Coach Osborne. So um, he just, he's the type of guy he just wanted out there and play hard for, and he was a calming influence, like you said. How did, how did he connect with you? Because it's so different from the, the college level in a lot of spots to, to the pro level where it, it is a business and you're a employee and, and you've got a, a job and you're supposed to go do it. And there, there's not necessarily a lot of emotion with some franchises. How did Vermeil connect with you? There's just some people that have an innate ability to do that. And coach Osborne's one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, there's not a young man or a fan that, bumps into or gets to meet coach Osborne that just does immediately feel a connection towards him. 
Um, and Coach Vermeil is that same way. Um, he's a very emotional, very passionate person. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. He knows you know where you stand with him at all times. Um, his wife, Miss Vermeil, is a, an incredible lady. Um, they'd have the team, you know, position groups over before the season so she could get to meet all the guys. And he, he ran it like a family affair. And we I felt like, you know, and still kind of do that I'm one of his surrogate kids. Good stuff from Grant Wistrom with us here. Super Bowl week. Huskers in the Super Bowl on Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. We'll spend a few more minutes with Grant, get his take on more of the matchups and thoughts on Husker uh, football is spring session just around the corner. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Sam Cook will talk Super Bowl tomorrow, but more with Grant next segment. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Grant Wistrom's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, talking Super Bowl. You can find Grant on Twitter at Grant Wistrom. Grant, let's spend a minute on Nebraska and Coach Rule, and, and you've laid out uh, the connection that's important for for players and coaches and T.O. and, and of course, Coach Vermeil. You know, talking with some folks who've played for, for Rule before in Carolina and and just, you know, being around the program here a little bit, I mean, that's kind of the same way to, to chop some wood for, for Rule. He wants to, and he does the, let's have folks over for dinner. I mean, he's not only a great communicator, but his football background's really uh, impressive, but he's also got that that personal touch, and we're all excited to see how spring ball goes here. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it looks like it's been a heck of a an off season for him, and uh, you know, like you're saying, Smitty, just the connection. Like you didn't see a mass exodus in the portal from Nebraska. You know, we lost a few guys, but, but the majority of the guys they're stuck around and stayed and. It's because they've got the buy-in, and they buy in in him, and they buy in in the direction that they're headed. So, um, you know, I, I drink the Kool-Aid every year. Um, I'm very excited for spring ball and this upcoming season and, you know, what all these big signings, you know, he's got coming in, um, seeing what they can do. What's your thought on, on Nebraska landing a, not only a five-star in, in Dylan Raiola, you know, Dom, but just kind of that, that ripple effect, there's got to be proof on the field, but you're getting a pretty high-level talent in the door, and it's made some waves. It's, it's, it's been a good thing perception-wise so far. Absolutely. You know, um, I think that was huge for Nebraska. You know, it was a shame when it started to not go their way, but then they got them. And just with the way social media is today and how they, like you said, you know, a butterfly effect and ripple effect and, just, you know, a little ripple now can be a huge wave later on, and it's, that's what it's done with Dom and um, getting a lot of guys from the portal, I think, because of it. And it's just got good energy in Nebraska, and, you know, hopefully the momentum keeps going. All right, I've got to shift gears to the, the other topic with the Super Bowl and being a proud soccer dad, you've had <clears throat> lots of road trips all over the country. How much Taylor Swift has been played in the uh, the Wistrom mobile? Oh no, no, we are, and and I honestly, in my household, I'm probably if there's a Swifty fan, I'm the closest one to it. Um, so there's none of that played. Uh, you know, it's more. You know, she's she's a product of her parents. It's more gangster rap and hair metal than that kind of stuff <laughs> before games. Okay, well, what's what's the rap and what's the the hair metal? Is it is it? Uh, 
is it ACDC and, and, and Biggie? Or, I mean, what's, uh, what's the, the playlist look like? Oh, you know, I mean, it, you name it, it's on there. Obviously, Tupac, Biggie. Um, she, Charlie, by the time she was about five or six, could differentiate between Led Zeppelin, uh, The Doors, mm. and who, uh, one other, uh, maybe it was The Stones, like she, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Pink Floyd, that was it. She could just, just for about the first 10 seconds of each song, she could tell you who the artist was. So um, she's been raised right, man. She, <laughs> she gets all the good stuff. <laughs> pretty good good work uh, zeppelin uh, dad let, let's play a little tupac but then i want to hear when the levy breaks and you're all right, right. Got, it, got it got it no i yep. like it well grant it's been uh incredible to, to catch up with you again uh are you doing ribs this year again for the super bowl or you got something else uh cooking up oh man actually i'm going to be in lincoln nebraska whoa uh the super bowl um uh, a buddy of mine and I are starting a, a roofing company up there, Champ Roofing, and we're having our first big meeting up there. So uh, we picked the date. Um, did not realize it was Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, but uh, so I'll be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, good, man. That's awesome. Well, enjoy the uh, the meeting and enjoy the uh, the football, and we'll touch base again soon. You take care, and thanks for the time, man. All right. Thank you, Smitty. Elijah, you guys take care. Go Chiefs.